0: Yes, guys. I'm so si. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of football chat podcasts and content. Lots and lots of things we'd like to discuss here on the channel. And uh, tonight we're going to talk predominantly Cardiff City, but uh, a bit of Championship football as well. We'll see how it goes. See if the internet connection holds up and all the rest of it, because uh, it's been a bit flaky. Where uh, it must be the weather, I suppose. I mean, God knows what it is, but um. Let's wait for some people to join and the, the latecomers. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all those things. Give it, give it all a little, a little share quickly. Or we wait for the people and then we'll get straight in. Stuck? Let's talk some football. Talk some football, and um, we'll see what's what. If you've got any questions, as always, get them in. Got any suggestions for subjects? Get them in. And uh, if you want to support the channel, join patreoncom Nation. As always. Best way price of a, price of a cup of coffee, and you get all sorts of rewards and stuff, discounts, whatever. A little bit of merch. I forgot I had this on. There you go. Nice little t-shirts in a variety of colors. All helps keeps us going, allows us to have various guests, allows us to film in studios, allows us to uh, hopefully if the plan the plan comes off over the, the next couple of weeks, we're going to be going full on where we're going to have um, like a football content video in the morning, live show in the evening, every day basically, every day. But um, obviously we need to have the, the support of the masses to do that. And um, like I know a lot of people watch and listen like afterwards as well. So I appreciate you all, not just the live the live viewers as it were um so like in some ways it's been a bit quiet on the Cardiff front nothing's really happened since the managers joined unless you look a bit closer and then there is there's some stuff stuff has been quietly going along a couple of players have left players potentially leaving um I find it particularly interesting obviously there's this been this this rumor of uh like a mystery signing a big signing coming up um we kind of talked about that on the last stream but um what i find particularly interesting about that is uh there's been some people some people talking about it who obviously are, are very friendly with Adam ramsey they know him um now i don't know about you guys but if my mate was being linked with something quite publicly and people were excited by it. I wouldn't throw flames on the fire unless, um, or I certainly wouldn't throw flames on the fire if I thought there was nothing to it. And maybe a couple of them I don't want to like, you know, look, we've had our fingers burnt with Gareth Bale. Everyone thought he was coming. It was, I think the club thought he was coming as well. So, I had a conversation with someone today um, about Aaron Ramsey because they were a bit like, uh, you know, he won't, you know, he's injured all the time and he, he won't, you won't get a full season out of him in the championship playing twice a week. But to me, right, if you're clever, you sign Aaron Ramsey, like I said before, you sign him on a pretty basic wage, but you give him a big incentive of like if he plays and makes a certain amount of appearances. But here's the thing for me, right, is if Aaron Ramsey plays 25 games for cardiff city next year and i'm talking like 25 games where he's at full fitness and he's he's available and he's there and you get between 70 and 90 minutes out of him 25 times then he will make a massive difference to that squad now what you really should do is you should be clever like you were when we signed craig bellamy as you manage his uh you manage his injury and his fitness and stuff. So what Cardiff need to do is they need to make sure that if they sign on Ramsey right fine whatever the wage and whatever it is whatever. But what they also need to do is they need to have someone in the squad whether already there or someone they bring in doesn't necessarily have to be young but I think it would be beneficial that for those games where you could want to rest down Ramsey because he can't play twice a week or because maybe he's feeling a bit tight after the Saturday game and you've got to play Tuesday so you're going to put him on the bench or whatever it may be you need to have someone who can come in and play a similar role and that sort of attacking midfields number 10 type role and there's players out there who can do that role very very well for not loads of money so I think it's interesting it's not just about right. sign Aaron Ramsey and then that's everything's going to be great you've still got to manage the squad I mentioned last time for those who didn't see it I said it's very important then if we have Aaron Ramsey in that attacking midfield run uh role the the two who were with him in midfield assuming we play like a four two three one or a four three three they've got to have legs you've got to have legs around him and like Wales suffered in the World Cup where we just didn't have the legs in midfield um but that's a whole different conversation so it's not just about getting Aaron Ramsey in or a big player in. You have to you have to have the right players around him when he plays, but also in the squad for when he doesn't play. Because let's be honest, we all know Aaron Ramsey isn't going to play 42 games for Cardiff next year in the league plus cap games. He's just not. And not many players will. It's a squad game. You need a big squad of players, and it's about getting Sometimes you're only as good as your weakest players. So if your squad players are not good enough, when you have to rotate your first team players out, if the drop off is so massive, then it's a problem. Um, Aaron Ramsey is far too good for Cardiff City from a purely technical football, footballing point of view. Unfortunately, injuries have derailed his career. He's coming like he's in the last sort of era if you like of his career so obviously he's winding down a little bit but i think he's the wales captain he could be the spark that gets card going and i think he'll certainly get the fans behind the club and stuff like that but it's if we're just going to sign him with the squad that we got now we're still going to be fighting relegation we have to get the right players around him um we'll come back to aaron ramsey and i'm interested to hear everyone's views um Kelly says, if you manage him correctly, like Wales do, he can, uh, I think he would be all right. Uh, Will says, hope it's Rambo. Uh, Gareth said that he had a good run in the team uh, of late, probably won't get twice a week, but big games, you know, he can perform. And yeah, you, it's a squad game, mate. Isn't it? And, and, and like, it's about having not just the right players to play alongside him, but also who can come into him. Um, what did John say? John said, uh, I'm interested to see where Mark Harris now fits in. Um, out on loan, defo. So I'm interested in what people think about that, like because uh, we had a discussion a couple of weeks back, and I kind of think there's certain players in this squad, young young players, where the club have got to make a decision now, and they've got to decide right: Are they ever going to be good enough? If they are, right, okay, are they going to be good enough to play this season and contribute to a you know a meaningful level? Yes or no. But also the question in between those two questions is, have we got the funds, whether it be in freeze and and loans, to bring someone in better and then send them away on loan, or do we have to improve them here and give them game time? So if we can't bring someone in so that if you're effectively working on trying to have two people for each position, give or take. If you're saying, right, there's two players ahead of Mark Harris, say, on the right through the middle. Right. So he's not going to play. Okay. Will he ever be good enough to play for Cardiff City? If your answer is, he's got potential, so hopefully he will be. Right. Let's get him out on loan, but let's, let's make sure the loan... Let's not just chuck these players out on loan anywhere and then just leave them to it. Let's speak to the loan clubs and say, look, we need them to play. He need like there's no point in him going on loan and then just sitting on the bench. Like we need them to play. They need to play football week in, week out. So it's very important that if you are going to keep certain players and you're going to loan them out, young players, they need to play. The under 23 league is not worth the paper it's written as shit. It doesn't prepare players for first team football. Going out on loan to a League One side, will and he plays 20 to 30 games in a season in League One. That will make him a better footballer. And then he can come back. And then it's a case of, right, he's just played first-team football. Let's have a look at him. Is he good enough? Right. Well, he's improved, but he's still not good enough for this squad. Okay? Then you've got to sell him. But these decisions you've got to make. I think this season is massive. This this, this period now is massive for Cardiff City and Ruben Corwell. Reuben Corwell is... Um, for the last couple of years has been touted as like the next big thing, the next academy product who's going to go on and do big things. Got in the Wales squad on, you know, a couple of Cardiff appearances. I just don't think he's kicked on. Is it just his fault? No, I don't think it is. I think it's pretty obvious. Like he didn't fit into the the way the managers saw the team tactically last year. So he played, spent a lot of time on the bench or, or not even in the squad. But Cardiff need to make a decision. Like, is he the bit, Is he good enough? Is he going to be that guy who's going to play for us and be the creator? Is he a guy who, if he trains with Aaron Ramsey, for instance, every day, and then he's going to play every time Aaron Ramsey doesn't play in that sort of attacking midfield role, is, assuming Ramsey is the guy, like who comes, obviously, is Ruben Corwell, can he then, because he might benefit from that, where... He knows he's going to probably play at least twenty. He's going to start at least twenty games of the season if he's the kind of second fiddle to Aaron Ramsey. He's also learning and playing and training with the Welsh captain, who's played all over the world in Europe at the top top level. So he's going to learn from him. He's been through the academy system at Cardiff, so he knows what about the pressure of that and and playing at big clubs and stuff like that. So you've also got that side of him. So maybe. And Ramsey off the field is the key to getting the best out of people like Ruben Corwell, Mark Harris, etc. Um, I would like to see, like I've obviously we discussed some of the free transfers who are available. There's there's so many. I believe that Cardiff needed to move a bit quicker than me. What they seem to be moving, like you never quite know what's going on behind the scenes. So it's difficult. it is difficult to tell like i think like obviously is the i think the wind is the window officially open yet i'm not even sure if it is but you can see there's certainly clubs around europe talking to people so you should at least have stuff in place for when these contracts are running out and when these when you know the windows open and stuff so you you can really kick on and get the players in quick before other teams do. Because honestly, unfortunately, I really think that um, there's other clubs who are going to be quicker than us in signing some of these players. I know um, Reese, who's a regular watcher, really thinks we should go in for Oliver Norwood. And I do agree with him because I think he's so versatile. And he very rarely, got a good injury record. He very rarely, seems to very rarely be out of form. So it's like, he's free, get him in. But we just move a little bit slow. Um, one thing I've got to do quickly is, is, is bugging me. Let's get rid of that red shit. You know what we think of red around here, yeah, around these parts. Um, John says, uh, Mehmet Dahmer mentioned two big announcements. Who else do we think? Um, I, if I was guessing, John, um, my guesses would be Anne Ramsey on a free and Sorry, Kaba coming back, which I think would be a tremendous signing. However, I also think that if you're going to bring Sari Kaba back and play him up front through the middle on his own, you won't get what you got out of him. I think a big part of what we got out of Sorry Kaba last year was the addition of Connor Wickham. Um, and I know people have mixed opinions on Connor Wickham um, he was never going to score a boat, boatload of goals, but I thought his his uh, his attributes, his link-up play, his physical president presence allowed sorry Cabba to really kick on. Um, <clears throat> another interesting one: uh, Vincent Tan has sold his uh, his other football club, which is uh, is interesting. What does that... Well, he's in the process of selling um, Belgian club Korsik. Um, Do we think there's anything to that? Like, is there a reason for that? A um, friend of mine said um, that he thinks the reason he sold that club is to pay off some debts related to Cardiff. And ironically, um Kelly has just said in the chat, do you think that uh, Vincent Tan will pay up the money relating to Emiliano Sala with the sale from the other club? Possibly. I mean, what did he, I don't know what he, he paid about 5 million for that club in 2015. I could not tell you if it's been run well and like it was an asset and like he's, you know, if they're worth more, if he's going to get his money back. I couldn't tell you. I don't know enough about them. But it's interesting that he's selling them because, let's be honest, Cardiff haven't been run very well. So it doesn't give you. If your main football club is not running, going well, or running, being run particularly well, at least from the outside, then there's not a lot to make you think that that uh the second string would be any better i guess is the best way to phrase it but you know like i said i'm not familiar with it so it would be unfair for me to to speculate let's have a look how they did uh in the belgian league uh fighting relegation finished 14th of 18 um 34 games 31 points very very similar to uh to cardiff city let's have a look season before that they finished 13th so absolutely no progression pretty much the same point total points total for the last two seasons and yeah so when did he take over did I say 2018 19 um so Kelly just said uh, the fans have called court trick I apologize if that's not pronounced correctly have said, uh, Vincent Tanner sold Cordic, deals completed, left the club in turmoil, and the fans and staff are glad he's gone. So let me ask you, let me put a question to you guys. If that happened to Cardiff, now Cardiff City was sold tomorrow, new owners, whoever, would it be fair if we said, uh, Vincent Tanner sold Cardiff City, clubs left in turmoil, and the fans and staff are glad to see the back of him? would that be the same or do you think there's a bit more context and a bit more intricacies to that where that wouldn't be fair because I know some look I know that there's a portion of the Cardiff City fan base who like Vincent Tan and they they think they deserves credit for the what he's done since the rebrand me Not so much. Um, I think the rebrand was too bitter to swallow. And I think off the field and around the football team has been managed pretty poorly, I think. Like, the fact that we still have no football people making decisions is the same thing like you know it's it's the same old shit all the time um and it's how can you run a football club and obviously be hemorrhaging money the way we have over the years but how can you run a football club yet and make decisions on football things like transfers and all the rest of the different things that you obviously have to make decisions on but you haven't got football people making those decisions now that's not to say that the people who are in there making those decisions shouldn't be in there that's to say that they should have more football people around them making decisions to do with football it's very simple very simple like um i think something like i think it was kelly said to me earlier like who who is making the decisions on who Cardiff city sign is it a managers? Because obviously, when we've whenever I've interviewed Mem McDowellman on here or had him on the podcast, like it's been there's like a little committee of the of the manager, the the chairman, uh, Kenneth Cho. Like it's all kind of like a group, group thing, group thing. But that's okay, I guess, to a certain extent. But to me, especially the way football is in these days with regards to like managers have no, there's no pay, you know, there's no patience. They've got no time to build a project, like no managers thinking, right. You can't sign players for the future. So you can't go and sign young footballers and young players and then coach them to be better. Because if you lose three games on the trot, particularly at a club like Cardiff, you're done. You're You're sacked. Game over. So you have to buy and sign players for the now. And then if you've got transfer embargoes and things like that, where you, where you can only sign free players or you can only sign loan players it makes it even harder. So the loan market is predominantly young players, but like, there's no patience for the manager. If you lose of if, uh, the new manager, he loses the first five games of the season, he'll be under pressure, regardless of whether he's a friend of the board or not. He will be done. So he has to assign players and do things to make sure that he can win here and now. He can't build for next season because he won't be here. Steve Morrison was building for the next season. And look where he is now. What can you do? So you can't go and look. If I like to me, in a lot of ways, the best way to run a championship club would be to sign the best young footballers coming out of Premier League teams who are getting who've played a little bit of first team football, but perhaps are not quite good enough to play at Man United or good enough to play at Liverpool or whatever. And if you can get them on loan initially, they enjoy their time, Daniel, and then you can get them signed up. If you can have a, a squad predominantly made up of the top young talent in the country with a couple of really experienced championship players mixed in, there you go. Yeah, I think that's a recipe for success. But that only works if you're willing to give it two, three years to let those young players bed together. Let the experienced players guide them through that 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 guiding um, that initial two year period where they're very young. They're going to make mistakes. They're not consistent. So you have those experienced players to guide them through to gut to help them. You have a coach who can actually improve the players and prove is tactically astute. And I think that's so underrated. Is like the championship, like Andy Campbell said on the channel years ago. The Championship is effectively Premier League 2 now. Gone are the days where it's like kick and rush and just physical, brutal thing. Like, it's physical, of course it is. And it's more physical than the Premier League. But teams play football. Like, the football that you... If, you, if you're if you someone who watches a lot of Championship football, I'd say 80 to 90% of the teams play good football. It's not like hoofball. It's proper good football. A lot of the managers are very tactically astute. You look at the way Burnley played last year. Burnley not only went up after getting relegated. And I, yeah, yeah, you can sort of point to like the parachute payments and things like that. But Burnley came down and were not great. But they're also the reputation of playing like a very sturgid, kind of Sean Dice, Sam Allardyce type way of playing football. Vincent Company's come in with Bellamy and Cole. And they're playing electric football and walked away with the league. Now, so that goes to show that you can not just, you don't have to do one or the other. You don't have to just change. You don't, you can't, you don't just change the way the team play and then say, oh, we're changing the way we're playing and we've got a lot of new players, so we can't progress in the competition. It is possible to do both, but it takes the right people, the right people above the manager the right people around the manager, and then allowing the manager to bring in the players that that they want, even if you don't agree with it as a as a board, and you're like, Oh, I don't know about that. That manager wants that player for a reason. It might be that he's looking to change the system, it might be that he's he sees a hole in one of the his current right backs or left back or whatever positions he sees a hole in their game or They're a bit too, they're all right defensively, but they're not so good going forward. And this person's going to come in and he's a bit more attacking. Like he's your manager. So let him manage, let him do what he, he, at the end of the day, he's going to live and die. He's going to live and die on his, what happens ultimately. So you may as well let him make the decisions and see how we go. Uh, And let's have a look at what we got on in the chat. Uh Kelly says she sits on the fence regarding if I what my question about if Vincent Tam was to leave tomorrow, where would we stand? He uh, she says red ruined us and he would have been a god if we'd reached the Premier League and played in blue from day one. Shirt sales would have gone through the roof. It was a schoolboy era. Yeah it was a it was a poor error. There was no need for it. It achieved nothing but divided the fan base in what should have been the most celebrated couple of years ever for Cardiff City's history. Um and there's people who've never gone back. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. Will says, if the right person came in, I'd be happy to see Tango. But there are a lot worse chairmen out there. I mean, fact, yeah, you could have the Glazers for, just for one instance. Um, Rob Boyle says, British managers haven't worked, so why not follow suit with other championship clubs and dip into the European market? Yeah, I'm, I'm open to the new manager and, and to giving him a chance. But what it comes when it comes down to it, mate, is um, if he gets off to a bad start, he's under. If he loses four out of the first five, he's under pressure. If he loses nine out of the first ten, he's probably going to be gone. Just the way it is, and unfortunately, Cardiff is fast becoming a club which isn't going to give the manager time, which pains me because I think clubs like Middlesbrough. Um, who else? Luton, Sheffield United, um, just off the top of my head. like These clubs have shown that if you have a bit of uh, the right people making the decisions, the, the right chairmen, the right boards, the right people making the decisions around signings, um, an owner who is interested and wants to make take the club forward, it's possible to manage it. Look at the way Michael Carrick hit the hit look at the way Michael Carrick hit the ground running with Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough down the bottom. Um looking like it's gonna be a real, real difficult season. Not watching the greatest of football. And then suddenly Michael Carrick comes in. But he not only comes in, he comes in with a plan. He knows how he wants to play, he knows the players he wants, he knows the coaches he wants, and he's gonna bring it all together very quickly which allowed them to to really under his leadership hit the ground running and then they marginally missed that one playing in the Premier League again. Luton have been building for the last few years. Now uh, they've had to change managers because obviously Nathan Jones left a couple of times to go and try his luck in the Premier League. But ultimately they've been they've been building towards it coming close getting their close and closer they got the right players tremendous team spirit etc etc and then they're there now they're Premier League now like realistically how far are how far off Premier League football are Cardiff City realistically say we can only sign free players and we can only sign loan players right is it possible for us to get to the playoffs this year with only being able to sign freeze and loans in my opinion it is now people will disagree with that kelly there says five years away um, yeah and realistically it probably is five years but i would also argue that if Cardiff city signed the right free players the right loan players and this manager has a similar impact, let's say, to what Bielsa had at Leeds. You only have one good season away. It's really, really difficult to predict and, and make that call because you don't know who they're going to bring in. And as I said at the very start of the show, if you just bring in Aaron Ramsey but then go with pretty much the same squad as last year, minus a couple of lone players who don't come back, you're going to get relegated. Simple as that. Because realistically... Aaron Ramsey is probably only going to play 25 games. I would guess. Maybe I'll be proven wrong with that. I don't know. But so you've got to have someone who can fill in when he doesn't play. Are we going to bring those players in? Are we going to rely on what we got? Is Ruben Corwell going to realise his potential? If he's going to realise his potential, the only, or should I say, in my opinion, the only way he will realise that potential is by playing and start in 20, 25 games himself. If Aaron Ramsey comes in and does play 25 to 30 games from the start, does that mean Ruben Corwell isn't going to get those starts? So then does that halt his progression? So then should we sell him? Should we loan him? Lots of decisions to be made. And You know, look, this manager could come in and he could look at this squad and he could look at the, the players who were there and he could go, no, I don't fancy you, you, or you and you. Regardless of whether we as fans rate these players, he might come in, just like plucking a name out of the sky, right? He might come in, look at Isaac Davis and say, yeah, not bad, but I think I can get better on a free from Turkey. Now, then the club has got a decision because you've brought this manager in to do a job and you you trust him because you've employed him and you and you think he can do the job now if he's telling you one of your brightest young talents in the squad is not good enough for his team what'd you do and that's the question like what if this manager says um isaac davis Ruben corwell not good enough sorry i want to sell them to raise funds to sign players on free or loan or whatever like now number one is that going to rub the fads up the wrong way probably is that gonna well what the, what, the, what do the club do because they think so highly of isaac isaac davis they know that there's other clubs who will snap him up in minutes so then it's like what do you do do you back this manager you brought in knowing that if he has a bad 10 game run, you're going to sack him anyway. So, do you get rid of one of your youngest, young talents or do you keep him? It's very, very difficult. Um, And this is one of my sort of my issues with Cardiff City is that there's no plan ever. It's just like, just one thing to another. Let's just play it day by day. You can't do that. Kelly says she'd keep Isaac Davis over Mark Harris any day of the week. Um, I do agree with that. I've i got to be honest. My personal opinion, even though I said about Mark Harris, the manager's got to make a decision. Is he good enough now? Right. If not, then he's going to have to go. Is he going to be good enough at some point? And then if the answer's hopefully, he's got the potential to be, then you move him out on loan. If the answer's probably not, then you've got to sell him to raise Um, Ruben Corwell's a fascinating, a fascinating one to me, to be honest, because like I look at it and I just think everybody seems to to really 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 rate him everyone in in football around the club everyone who I've spoken to rates him him and his brother super highly in fact um I know a few people who rate his brother even higher but but but, but Ruben Corbell obviously is slightly older like what do you do with it like he's got to play he has to play to progress Few minutes off the bench here and then is useless, but we haven't got a big enough squad to just push him out and say, right, go on loan to whoever. Um, is a left field one for you? Um, I think it was John asked me earlier who I thought might be the second rumored mystery. What about this? Anne Ramsey on free? Ethan Ampadu on loan. Taking that, not realistic, but I'm taking that. <laughs> um, it's not yeah, it's not realistic at all. It's not. Let's be honest. Uh, Ethan Ampadu is way out of our wage budget league. Everything, whatever you want to say, he's just like out a different stratosphere to Cardiff City. But I would love to see Ethan Ampadu playing either as, like, a defensive midfielder or uh, if we were playing three at the back, I would, like, be happy to see him. Yeah, I mean, Rob Boyle says, uh, Colwell. I'm assuming you mean Ruben. Ruben Colwell. has got uh, the potential of turning into the Welsh Bojan, hyped to be the best since in sliced bread, but ends up playing at his pompous stoke. But listen, mate, right? And I sometimes think fans get a bit, like, twisted up in this is If you have a career of playing professional football in the Championship or at Stoke City or Premier League, lower Premier League, that's a good career, mate. It's not everyone can be messy, and not everyone can play Champions League football, et cetera, play for their country or whatever. But, like, I think the frustrating thing for Cardiff fans with Colwell is you've seen glimpses of what he can do. But last season, it felt like he wasn't getting the opportunities. But then opportunities also have to be earned. But it doesn't help if you've got three different managers in a season. Because you might get a bit of momentum under one, and then the next one comes in and doesn't fancy you, or vice versa. And it's just it's incredibly frustrating. Depending on who we can bring in on loan and freeze, I think I would look. Put him out on loan to a league um a league one league one side i to be honest I, I really what season is it? 28, 28. um yeah i think i'd put him out on loan and i'll even let's have a look at league one and see who i would think would be a good fit 23, 24. Because you know, I do think it's important if we're going to loan young players out, we've got to make sure that they're going to play. Um, Will says, "Ruben reminds me of Jason Fowler from back in the day. Good skills, but a bit lightweight and not as effective as he could be. Think he'll get better as he develops into a man." Here's a decent comparison. Jason Fowler was a bowler. Um, But here's the thing, right, mate? Is so. If Cardiff as a club want Reuben Corwell to develop, he's got to play. So whether that's out on loan or whether that's they say to him this year, right, we've signed Aaron Ramsey, he's gonna be our main guy for like attacking midfield. But we have to manage his fitness and his health. So he's not gonna play every game. We want you to be the, the guy who comes in for him or comes on for him when he goes off and stuff like that. But you have gotta show you want to. You've got to work with him, watch him, everything. But also, if he's a bit lightweight, then it's down to him in the summer to get in the weight room and and not just him. I'm not singling out groom McCall. Well, I'm just saying anyone. If you've got a per- perceived weakness in your game, whether it's physical or technical or fitness or whatever it is, it's on you to to to, to push on and. Get into it, man. Get into it. Get into it. Um, I just think he needs to play, and it's difficult to judge now because you don't know who Cardiff are going to bring in and, and stuff like that. I think it's weird. Like, part of me leans in. Like, if if Aaron Ramsey rumours are true, part of me thinks keep Ruben Corwell there this year because he can learn so much from Aaron Ramsey, and you absolutely know for a fact that. Ruben Corwell as the backup kind of number 10 or attacking midfielder would play 25 games this year. 100%. <clears throat> Even without a cup run, he'd play 20 to 25 games. So, if that's the case, he would be a good option for the squad. And hopefully he could develop that way. So then, if Ann Ramsey doesn't come in, that make, effectively makes, at the moment as it stands, obviously we don't know, he'd be one of the uh, first options maybe for that role. Is he ready for that? Can you go into this season and be like, right, Ruben Corwell's my first choice, number 10 or attacking midfielder? I don't think you can. I don't think you can put that much pressure on a young lad who hasn't played a great deal of football. As talented as he may be, and then it becomes this weird thing because you're almost saying, right, if we don't sign this experienced player in front of him, then he should go out on loan. I when it comes down to it, I just I think this season is like a good big season for him, and I just think he needs to play football. So if that being said. Where would you, where do you think would be a good loan for him? If you would, if you were gonna suggest a loan for him for Ruben for Corwell next year, assuming Cardiff don't want to sell him, but they can't guarantee him, you know, twenty five plus games next season from the start or a good portion of them. where do you think would be a good fit for him to play? uh so let's look at league one you've got barnsley blackpool bolton bristol rovers uh burton albion cambridge carlisle charlton cheltenham derby county Exeter, fleetwood town leighton orient lincoln northampton oxford peterborough Vale, portsmouth Reading, shrewsbury Stevenage, wigan and wickham uh wigan is a bit of a question mark i'd say because they were i'm pretty sure it's gonna to be touch and go whether where they're whether they're still going at this rate, unfortunately. Um so just off the top of my head, I think there's some really good football sides there who look after they have got a history of looking after young players. Like you've got Reddin, as Will says there, Redin might might be a good fit if he was loaned out, local enough to not disrupt the home life. Uh, and hopefully he can shine in League One. Um, Rob says Derby, despite my hatred for him. Yeah, like the ones which jump out to me would be Derby, Charlton, Peterborough, Reading. I think Peterborough, good chance, because I think Peterborough's a good football, you know, they play good football. Barnsley, something like that. It's it's a difficult one. Like, am I might, weird for, like, saying, uh, Ivan Ramsey is coming in, we should keep Ruben Corwell. But if he's not, then we should loan him out and make sure, because we need, he has to play games. And I think Aaron Ramsey gives you the guaranteed opportunity to give Ruben Corwell lots of starts in his kind of favoured position. But he also gets to learn from someone who's done it at the top level, captain of his country, etc. cetera. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm interested. Um, couple of other players have gone uh, are going uh, seem to be on their way out Um, Tom Davis uh, 19 spent some time with Pontypreth in the Welsh League looks like he's going out to was that Harryford I just saw Um, he's been linked with several unnamed League One League Two and National League sides for a long I mean yeah again like for Tom there's just no point. Like to me, I if I'm sorry, say I'm 19 year old Tom Davis, right? And I know I'm probably not going to play for Cardiff this season. And this is no disrespect to Pontypridd United, who we played some of his football with last year. No disrespect at all. But if I'm him, and my choice is to go and play for Pontypridd United in the Cumbria Premier, or I can go and play for. Several unnamed League One and League Two sides, or even national league sides. I'm going to the highest level possible, where I'm going to be guaranteed games. So you got to kind of weigh it up, and it's very difficult. But maybe like League Two is like the happy medium. Um, but it's it's it's, it's a tricky one. It's tricky because it's such an important part of their career, like 1920 you got to make those decisions, you got to get on board and you've got to play football. Um, like, you look at some young players, like, look at what Jared Bowen's doing now. He was once on Cardiff's uh, radar. Slipped through the net. Just scored in the European final. Frustrating, isn't it? cardiff got a history of it. Um... Tom Sang has gone to Port -Port Vale as well, and good luck to him. If we hadn't changed managers so often, he might have had a good career at Cardiff. Yeah, Will says that. Yeah, I I agree with that. And this is why it's difficult, isn't it? Because when you have three managers in a season, it it just makes it almost impossible to, to get any sort of momentum because one manager fancies you, the next one doesn't, and the next one wants you. It's just... Uh, Robert Inshaw says Cardiff should go all out to sign Aaron Ramsey this summer. Uh, believes the Welsh captain has already made up his mind about his next destination, destination. His contract is up at Nice at the end of the month. However, he has played enough games for the French League uh, club to trigger a one-year extension in his clause. However, nothing's been announced, so Ramsey may play his football elsewhere next season. While on Welsh duty on Monday, he cast doubt over where his future lied is uh, he was asked directly about links with Cardiff City. Yeah, I gotta be honest. At this point in time, I'd be surprised if Aaron Ramsey's is not coming back to Cardiff. From everything I've heard and know, and the rest of it. Um. So I said last week, well, when the man when Ariel Balut was announced. Um, I said that it was going to be very difficult because we need to move quick to get these free transfers and loan players in to beat other teams to them. But he needs to have a real good look at the at the players that he's got at his disposable, disposal and make decisions quickly on who's going to be good enough for his system, his tactics, etc. Who's not good enough, who he can sell, who he can loan out, blah, blah, blah. And it was going to be very difficult to do both those things you can't sign the freeze early and get the lone players in early you want if you haven't even had a chance to meet your squad and look at the players because they're all on holiday um kelly just says i just read this uh errol balut is currently in turkey with his backroom staff uh, Errol has called for the whole first-team squad to come back a week early from their summer in that week. Uh, watching last season's videos, he'll be assessing who he feels the needs to go on loan to free up positions for around 10 new players. Now, again, I'll ask the question I asked last time. Have I missed something? Is the embargo over, as in we're allowed to spend money now? Because as far as I'm aware, Cardiff City has still got to rely on frees and loans has that changed anyone tell me but there's those players are those players are available like there's some good free transfers out there you just have to get them done get it done man get it done there's so many um awesome in my opinion there's there's some phenomenal uh, free transfers out there which Cardiff should be looking to pick up now. Um, Who are like championship proven players. But like to me, it's weird, right? Because in my opinion, there's players out there who I would just pick up because they're proper championship quality. They're good. They're proven. You can get them in and make your squad better. Great. But will eril balut um like will he be familiar with those players who are effective in the championship will he want to be like will he be looking to bring in players more from sort of you know the, the like turkey and europe and stuff which i'm not saying is a bad thing like it might work out really well for cardiff but i'm not sure if it's what we need now like like doing i think we need proven championship players who can come hit the ground running and and not take too much time to to kind of bed in i guess is the the right word um i guess we'll we'll see how that develops like you know for instance just top my head like you got Bradley Dac is available on free. I didn't realise. Bradley Dac's only 29. Like, he's got a bit of an injury thing. He had a serious knee injury. But like, before that knee injury, the man was on fire. His championship record is incredible. Alright, here's a question for you guys in the chat. Say kind of sign and Ramsey, right, and you know for a fact, or not for a fact, but you know there's a high chance that maybe you get 20 to 25 games out of him 30 at a push if you really have a good season injury-wise and fitness-wise. So you know there's like 20-odd games you've got to have a backup and probably take him off at certain points as well. Would you sign and Ramsey and Bradley Dak on freeze? Would you take them? Bradley Dack is twenty-nine, attacking midfielder, incredible, phenomenal championship record. Um, so, if your options uh, for the number ten position, he can also play out wide, left or right. Would you take Bradley Dack and Aaron Ramsey as your sort of number ten options? Is it better than what we had last year? Rob says he'd rather Gary Medine. There you go. Roast him. Um, yeah. So, like the embargo obviously means we can't pay fees for people, but we can sign out with contract players. We can sign someone on loan uh, with the option to buy when the embargo is up. Uh, Reese just confirmed that. So, yeah, that's what I was kind of saying. I think that's the case. Um, yeah. And I think, but then again, Same with Bradley Dack. The same uh, with Aaron Ramsey is if you're just going to plonk him in the current squad, it's just pointless. So if you add Aaron Ramsey and Bradley Dack, say say you're kind of going to do like a four-two-three-one attacking midfielder in the middle, and then sort of two wide players with a striker in front of them, and two defenders. uh, one defensive midfielder and one sort of box to box, yeah. So if that's, if say assuming that's the formation, if you've got Bradley Dack and and Ramsey as your two in your number ten position, both quality, both absolutely phenomenal Championship players. Phenomenal in Anne Ramsey's case, on his days, world class. The problem would be both have got like history with injury can it work out so that they're not injured at the same time you can't guarantee that so i can see why that might be a bit of a risk signing the two of them like will says dak would just be another tomlin i think that's a little bit unfair like i don't think he's had like i don't think bradley Dak is i wouldn't call him injury prone i think he just had a particularly serious injury Knee injury. Um, another person who I would be sh- think we should have already been looking to sign if we should have probably already been in conversations with is Timu Puk- Timu Puki, former Norwich, out of contract on the 30th of June, so in two weeks' time, phenomenal in the championship. Sometimes struggled in the Premier League, but and you know, as a championship player, get him in like no brainer to me. Um uh, one player who I do like, who I think could be a potential option, who we haven't discussed previously, is uh, Tyler Blackett. Uh can play left side of defence, but also left midfield. Experienced, um, former England under 20 or uh, 21 international. Uh, he can play centre-back or left-back. Very, pretty skilled footballer, like good defender. Did all right for Rotherham last year obviously came through the academy system at united i do like him i think he's a good good defender who progresses play well especially if we're going to try and play football i think that he can be a he's the sort of defender you're going to want to have someone who can actually pass rather than just looking for the long ball all the time um i completely agree with you there that reese says tomlin's attitude let him down because you gained all that weight, lose it in the summer, get injured, and then you lose all and put all the weight back on. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about young players and stuff like that now. Because um, someone said, I forget who it was, about um, like Ruben Corwell maybe being a bit lightweight at the moment. And, you know, as he gets older, he'll fill out a bit. But like also, you know, you've got to work on these things to be... You've got to work on whatever your perceived weaknesses are. Uh, Tommy Tornado says, "What would be a good season for us? Um, ask me in a few weeks when we made some signings. If we're going in with a squad we got now, relegation avoiding relegation would be phenomenal." Um, Ree says, "We need cover for Collins at left back. I prefer Joe Bennett, um, but I would take a new centre half." Did Cooper leave Millwall? I believe he did. Um, so that's <clears throat> a lot of it depends on how the manager's going to want to play. So if Cardiff are going to play a very kind of traditional championship way, then kind of traditional centre-backs would work quite well. Stephen Colker, maybe someone like that. If we're going to look to play football and we're going to pass from the back rather than look for like long balls and play off the striker and play it down the channels you know just just the general stuff that we so often uh we so often do uh, my mouse is about to run out of battery which is a problem uh if we're going to look to play football we have to get footballers in who can play play uh, which is why i mentioned the tyler back blackett one if we're going to play a very traditional championship style then stephen colker is probably a better option Um, Right, I need to get my phone ready, guys. Sorry to switch over. I don't think this charger fits the mouse. Um, It does not. Well, that's disappointing. Okay. Ree said I saw Diamond say that uh, Balu plays something similar to what Cardiff historically play um but other than four four two under Dave Jones all I know is long ball football so it's very confused just <laughs> what do we historically play shite is what we historically play mate um let's call it let's call it what it is mate call it what it is um another midfielder I'd like to see us get is John Flack although I would like to get some youth in the midfield some young legs in there um particularly if we're looking at the likes of Aaron Ramsey Stephen Colker, good option. However, I'll put this to you guys. Sean Morrison and Stephen Colker are both on free transfers. Who are you taking? Um, and uh, Le- Leon- Leonandro Bacuno is on free. It's Thirty-one. Like I'm looking, trying to look at these. I want to see some some youth in the midfield. Let's have a look quickly. Before my mouse runs out, um, no, that's the older bracket. Um, we need legs in the team. We we really we have needed legs in the team, but but you also don't need just one legs for the sake of it. So according to this list, the youngest free transfer from like Championship clubs is uh, Dejan. Tectic 20 year old midfielder from Reading. Um, okay, let's have a look. Joel Bagan, yeah, that's uh, Jack. Who do I fancy? Daniel Butterworth from Blackburn, 23 center forward. Um, Brent Bretton Diaz from Blackburn, um, to age 24, left winger. Would you take him? I think technically he's pretty good. Um, he obviously is worth on like the football stat sites, is like sixteen million. Um, he's 24 years old, born in Stoke, Chile International, uh, he scored four goals in 18 games for Chile. Would he be out of our kind of wage limit and stuff like that? He can play off the left, he can play off the right, and he plays centre forward. Um, he's 24 years old, he's out of contract at Blackburn um they signed him from forest for like 8 and a bit million euros i'd be amazed if he was interested in coming to us but if it was an option i would snap your hands off for him in a heartbeat absolutely snap your hands off for him um like honestly like he would be if i had a list of free transfers which i do funny enough um, but I think that's why, as well as just said, there's a that's why he's turned down that contract um, because he's looking to go to a you know a higher level. Um, in the experience side of things, would you take a Shane Long or a Scott Dan, something like that, a bit of experience? I tell you who I would contemplate taking is Frankie Fielding as a backup goalkeeper, 35, been there, done it, been around the block, decent shot stopper, played at Stoke played for England and the 21s knows his job knows it well um played at like quite a low level last year but I would take him as a as a backup keeper if money was tight is what I'm saying if money was tight right let's have a look at some of these young young whippersnappers before the mouse runs out the mouse at the house Uh, let's have a look we i think we do need a goalkeeper though um i think we absolutely need a goalkeeper let's have a look uh, do, 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 do. well according to this mark harris is out of contract at Cardiff city on the 30th of june so he won't be going on loan would you keep him um well i was saying it might, i don't know if we offered him a contract or not or would are releasing him hasn't kicked on i don't think it's fair to say um, shown glimpses but hasn't really kicked on and uh, it's unfortunately to... another one that these players they've got to play, you're never going to be able to show what you can do in 5-10 minutes even there you just, it just doesn't happen um, Gavin White released by Cardiff City interesting the last we got on this list trying to find i'm looking at the younger players which is making the choice a bit ah there he is Dabo from coventry 27 right back i would snap him up straight away for instance um there was a goalkeeper was it who did i who did i put on my list anyone remember on the five five free transfers who was the goalkeeper i put on that list off the top of my head. Yeah, to me, mate, uh girls and boys, Oliver Norwood, Timo Pukki would get them two in straight away. Uh Timo Pukki and Oliver Norwood I would get in straight away. Um I would have a look at Lucas Jow from Reading. Not saying I would sign him, but I would certainly have a look. I'd also have a look at Nick Powell. Um ah, that was it. George Long, Millwall, goalkeeper 29. I'd get him in. Um Britt Asombalonga. <laughs> There's players out there, and like if you're purely looking at it as who would be better than what we got? Daniel Johnson from Preston makes us better. Tom Bradshaw from Millwall makes us better. It depends what our aims are for the season. Are we just looking to make our squad better? Right? Well, there's loads of free transfers, which will make us better without having to really push the boat up. Or are we looking to really, really jump on and push on and try and get in the playoffs? Because if that's the case, we need to be clever. Get the free transfers done get some real good youth from the loan system and kick on what it comes down to um as we stand there's been no announcements regarding uh kind of like and ramsey signing stuff like that um i'm going to keep doing these kind of shows each week i'm just going to discuss whatever's going on any developments um so Roger Giggs and football on a Thursday is finished now. However, um, I'm still going to be going live on a Thursday. We're going to just talk football generally, transfer news, everything to do with football, anything and everything. So please do join me tomorrow for that. And also, uh, I've got a few guests lined up for those shows as well throughout the summer. I've got a couple of guys from different fan channels coming on, uh, a couple of media guys and a couple of players. uh, one or two ex Cardiff players coming on as well. One of them still plays. Um, been on the channel before, so it will take to, much to guess who it is, but he's uh, he's coming on and uh, hopefully in the start of July. So Rod is going to have a little break, although he's going to jump in here and there when there's big transfers or when United gets old, stuff like that. So Thursday is going to be general football transfers, whatever, for the time being. Wednesday is going to be more Cardiff City championship stuff. Um, and like I say, the plan is to eventually, it's going to be in the morning, a football video content, and then every night a different live show talking about different stuff. But um, if you want that to happen, the best thing you can do, sign up to patreon.com slash acepodcastnation. literally costs you the price of a coffee per month, but it keeps the channel going. Allows us to book studio time and guests and stuff like this. Allows me to hopefully, you know, be putting out content twice a day. In order to do that, I need you guys to keep supporting the channel. So yeah, it's down at the bottom. Patreon.com slash Podcast Nation. There's actually also a limited number of slots at the moment. Um, where you can get literally like you can get a, a patreon like i think it's like the five pounds here for like the price of two pounds or something um there's a like there's offers and i believe patrons bringing in free trials and stuff like that so you get like members shows and stuff um you get discount on merch you get um you also get free tickets when we do a live show um i can also tell you that someone who used to be on the channel, Every week it's coming on soon And I can also tell you That someone who used to be on the channel Every other week Is coming on the channel soon as well Support us And we will Provide you With good shit Thank you very much for joining me I appreciate you all jobless